0: Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, we are going to be reviewing Two Fast, Two Furious. This movie came out in around 2002 or 2003. Uh, not only that, but this movie also had a budget of $76 million, and it made $236.4 million at the box office. Uh, this movie takes place after the events of the very first Fast and the Furious movie. Basically, Brian is now on the run from the cops and hiding out over in Tidge's... Uh, mechanic shop and everything. He's also a an illegal street racer now. He's not undercover or anything. His shield has been stripped away after letting Domin- uh, Toretto go from the very first movie. And then, of course, you wind up getting the uh, shot of him driving up to the whole entire legal street race and everything. But what do you think about the opening whenever we, when we get into the whole street racing thing again? Because here's the thing. That confuses the hell out of me. Tej. I like Luda. I like Luda. In these Fast and the Furious movies. But when did he. When the hell did he become a hacker? Because all he is. Is just a hustler. Who makes money. Off of other people. In different events. In this movie. And he goes from that. To being
1: a hacker. Um, I don't know. I think like I said. It's. Tej doesn't show up again. For eight years. Remember, this movie came out in two thousand three. He didn't show up again to Fast Five, so that's that's eight years. And then again, well, then again, like they mentioned it throughout the rest of the movie about uh, Brian's, like, dude, this guy knows everything. He knows people. So I mean, like I said, and because remember, like, like last time we saw Tesh, he was he was getting rid of. I was like, Brian, you owe me a favor. You owe us a favor. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I'm pretty sure Tesh is pretty smart. Like he knows the streets <laughs> and that. I mean, that's I think it's like I mean, he probably becomes one at some point because we don't know much of the history between too fast, too furious to fast five. So that's an eight year gap. So we don't know what's happened within those eight years. So you could become a hacker pretty quick. Then again, he knows people like he like that's why Brian brought him in fast five because he knows his way of streets. He knows people. He knows who to talk to. He knows how to get stuff. So I mean, he, he like for, for him being what he is, I mean, he knows stuff. So I mean, I think I, this is just the question: like, how did become a hacker? I'm like, he just knows it now. So I, I think, <laughs> I, think the, I think the eight year gap probably is a good explanation for how he knows this stuff. Because, and then again, same thing with Roman. We haven't seen Roman, and we didn't after this one for eight years until Fast in, Five.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. He, Roman did show up in Fast Five.
1: Yeah, that that's how because when they're doing that, we need a team. Yeah, him knowing Tej and him knowing uh, my boy Roman Pierce here, he can bullshit his way right, out. Right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: right, okay, that's right. I was I was referring to the villain in this movie. My bad. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah,
1: you get your yeah. ass to Moss Hauser. <laughs> Hauser, but
0: you know, I like the. I like the whole entire street race thing. I didn't like, now this time, you remember how I said I didn't mind the colors whenever they were yeah. hitting the NOS and everything. And this one, it's forced. It's definitely forced in the movie and stuff like that. It's not something that I really enjoyed. And seeing it back then, it was like, wow, these effects look good. And now it's like, okay, this wasn't that great. <laughs> but if you actually think about the stunts and stuff yeah. like that. And then also to Tej winds up breaking into the whole entire deal uh, with the bridge and everything too. And then here they come, and he goes, "Well, I have a little bit of a loophole for them that they have to uh, that they have to do now. They have to try and get their cars and jump over the bridge, and everything." So there's that part. Yeah. But I I definitely like that part though. To be honest mm. with you, that's actually to be honest with you, this whole entire scene reminds me of Need for Speed. Yeah to be honest with you. And that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like a need for speed, live action movie featuring Fast and the Furious to me.
1: Yeah. And you're looking that. Yeah. Um, I, I like the opening. I thought it was interesting. Like, again, this is the first time I've watched this movie in years. And when I first watched it for the first time years ago, I'm like, eh. I wasn't a huge fan. Cause then again, like I wasn't a huge fan of this one, but when I watched it, I just kind of, it's not that bad. I mean, it's, it's cheesy. Mm-hmm. Sure but I think I enjoyed this because they didn't take itself seriously at this one. True. Plus we get introduced to new characters and we don't know at this time that they're going to show up later on. And when they show up in fast five, you appreciate this more because this is how they got started. I mean, cause and then the Ava Mendes character shows up again at the end of fast five as the, uh, as the uh, uh, DSS uh, agent that shows Hobbs, you might want to look at this, and like, uh, and then that it just makes so much sense about who's showing up, which I think I, which I now appreciate more. Like I said, and I I liked Brian's car in the beginning more in this one than I hated his cars in the the first one. I mentioned like I didn't like his bright green highlighter, <laughs> and I didn't like the orange one, the, the 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 silver and blue. I think that fit well to his mm-hmm. style, and I like that. Some of the other colors I didn't really care for like the, or, the dark orange. Um, it looked like a Cleveland Brown character and it looked like it was somebody who was taking a crap on the street. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just um, that. And then, and it's just funny to see in some of the other character, like a, a, how many actors that have showed up in these movies, the fast and right. furious that you don't recognize a point. And I think one of the guys, I think it was that like Michael Ele, Um, Like I, he, he was the, uh, the guy in the orange car, um and i was like I'm, i've seen him in some other stuff but i'm i know who he is um so i like i said it's just so cool to see now and see, like how many actors have jumped on to the fast and the uh, Furies franchise but i like the opening when especially when how how much how Tej knows who brian is so brian's already got he's already got a friend and then i mean sure the the race effects weren't really cheesy but then again like I said as this as the movies progress the effects get better um was this is was the effects is like decent as the first one no but I mean it's like right. I said um it, it, but the thing is it didn't take itself too seriously no. right that's what I appreciate more
0: that's true. And I like how it sets up him having a friend like Tej around and everything, too, because you don't know how long Brian has actually been in this whole entire street race. He actually knows about uh, people and stuff like that, too. He's been established into the into the Miami street racing gang and stuff like that, too. I love Suski, um, the girl. Oh, yeah.
1: The girl, yeah.
0: I he wish that she, cute. to be honest with you, I wish they would have actually brought her back in some of the Fast and the Furious movies to give her more establishment. Because I really loved her character.
1: Yeah. We still and got two more movies potentially. True. True. I mean, you see, I, mean I don't know. I mean, if you can get later in the game, like in fact, and when the eighth movie, if you can get Helen Mirren to join the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. franchise, a well well known actress who's won a lot of Oscars, who's very, like, for dramatic roles, to get her into either the Red, mo- red Movies or even the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. franchise. You must be doing some, right? You guys, use- exactly. Because <laughs> um, I feel like
0: I feel like now we're at the age and time where these big known actors have already have their style and mantle already planted on what they did, so now they can actually relax and do something like Fast and the Furious, you know. Yeah. Um But, anyways, I do like the Nissan Skyline. I definitely love what he did with the car and everything. I thought the color schemes really looked good in Brian's favor on this one, especially with the blue light underneath it. I thought that was good. And then, of course, you know, I then of course, you know, we wind up seeing him get arrested again and everything. And then it's actually the agent from the very first movie that comes in needing his help the in order one. to, yeah. <laughs> so in order for his record to become sponged, Brian has to go ahead and go undercover. And the guy that they gave him was such a dumbass. I know. You know I'm Brian and, schooled
1: him. Brian yeah. schooled him. <laughs> <laughs> <He said laughs> Brian was an agent, and he schooled him. <laughs> Former agent. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt there.
0: But, yeah, here's the thing. I don't blame Brian at all for not wanting to have this guy.
1: He's a complete
0: doofus. And everything, it's like I'm supposed to go undercover with this guy, but he doesn't know James. So why should I go ahead and try and put myself out there?
1: And yeah. everything you know, it's kind of like it's very reminiscent of Triple X, where Vin Diesel, like he's like when he's when he's going undercover with the uh, in the front of Anarchy 99, and and then the cop that's fa- that he's supposed to be working with is like like and Vin Diesel selling him out like easily because dude, this guy's a cop. Because he knew he was going to get him caught. And that's why I think this this doofus that's where the sipping a soda, like he went to a pizza area, when Brian schooled him, like, or right, what type of car would you have? A, a, a Skyliner 24 or a Skyliner 12? Tw- uh, oh, a Skyliner 24? Yeah, get this putz out of here. Like, go back. They, they don't sell parts right. at a pizza place. Like, I mean. I
0: <laughs> think it was, <laughs> look, man, We if I'm going to have to go undercover, I, it's got to be my way yeah so what what better way? He gets Roman Pierce played by Tyrese Gibson in this film, and then you see what uh Roman is doing. He's actually working for this uh what's what would what would the right term to be called for the devolution derby devolution derby uh place and everything, and then we learned that he's actually on house arrest, so he can't go anywhere, and his house is right next to the derby and everything in the first place. so at first, you know. We have Brian and also Roman uh, hitting each other and stuff like that as soon as they hit uh, as soon as they meet up because they don't get along at all. Mm-hmm. And I liked how the FBI agent was like, um, when we, Brian first walks up to him and goes, "Look, whatever happens, just let it go because we haven't seen each other in a while. We still have some beef. so okay. so basically, him and Roman winds up slugging slugging each other and stuff like that. And then finally, Brian winds up telling him, hey, look, if you want that ankle brace- bracelet off and everything, I can get that sponged, but I'm going to need your help because I also have a record as well. And so basically they wind up going undercover, and I love the back and forth outside the uh, outside of the station. And everything goes, man, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing – he goes, well, guess what? You can go one hand go back to jail. He goes, I'm not going back there.
1: I ain't going to Barstow. I ain't, I ain't going. Back. Back. <laughs> um, before we move on, I want to go back. Like, his, uh like at, it was like after Brian won the street race. Spoiler alert. Anyway, um, Ava Mendez, like he's like he like Brian got smitten by her because obviously he kind of knew she was a cop or something. Because as soon as as soon as she, she's like, yeah, we got, we're um, you know want you might want to get out of here. Why cops show up. And that's how Brian gets caught in the, in the first place. And James Remar, who's who's Dexter's dad, in the uh, that yeah, he's a dick. He's a dick in this whole movie. He did, he did, he's like oh like he's all like all, all authority. And then it's it's funny because it's the role reversal for the uh the the the, the other the former um the guy that Brian sold out in uh at, like because that uh, Brian when they're in the FBI room Brian like they said well this guy sold out the black guy right here and any he, any he, and he let his buddy go um like what um so and then but it's nice seeing the black guy take his side when in the in the first one he was he was bitching at bishen at him like we're doing this my way and it's just it's kind of a nice role reversal where you actually get to see him not get shit on and then him taking brian's side because brian he, he ain't dumb he ain't dumb as that yeah. other guy that they try to partner him with but uh
0: Mm-mm. And you see, I feel like that black dude, the cop and everything, I feel like, okay, I worked with him before in undercover, uh, undercover and everything, and whenever he was a cop. Even though I misjudged him for what he did and everything, he knows what to do. He knows what to do undercover. So, therefore, I can actually trust him, you know? So, that's something that I really liked about that
1: no. was the no. fact that,
0: no. you know, yeah. that, that undercover, uh, that agent yeah milton comes back yeah yeah
1: agent bilkins that's that that was the guy that uh in the from the first one that's actually uh helping brian out this time so it's nice to see him come back and redeem himself because he was a horrible character in the first one the brian because brian was just doing his doing what he could because that's what they told him to do um but it's james remar is the dick in this one and yeah god he was such a dick
0: (laughs) and then of course uh like i said before uh roman currently on parole gets into a brief fight and blames brian for his arrest yeah but re- uh then re- like i said he agrees to help in exchange for the same deal brian was offered for their mission they are issued two uh com- confiscated model uh, modified cars a Mitsubishi lancer evolution and a Mitsubishi eclipse spider gts roman and brian are later hired by Vernon who takes the duo to come uh, to compete against rival drivers to obtain pa- a package now this actually feels like a need for speed quest if, yeah. you, if, if I ever saw one <laughs> you yeah. know this actually feels like a need for speed okay I'm gonna give you five grand if you can go ahead and go on the special event and get my package okay. So, but yeah, I definitely love the stunt work with that, though, to be honest with you. The two truck yeah. drivers who winds up crushing the Mustang.
1: Yeah, that it, was that was gnarly. That was total brutal, to be I honest know. with you.
0: I hate to actually exp- have to explain that to my supervisor. What the hell happened? Oh, he was trying to get in between us, so we went on ahead and killed him.
1: I mean, he like, right. I mean... They tried. He tried to be. He, he drove for their no zones and right. for their no zones. You're not everybody's going to be able to get away like Brian and uh. No. But I got it. All right, now I got to go back to hating the color of the cars. Those colors. I'm like, you couldn't pick a better color than than that purple. That purple was pretty bad looking. And and it, it, of course, it's fitting for Roman because Roman is like he, he he's the bullshitter. So of course, he was going to be able to pull that one off. But the color was terrible. It was that, yeah. that one that color looked like the, the screen from Loki season episode three. That the, the screen, <laughs> it definitely looked like Barney put like Barney pissed all over the car and they made it a car and make the car. Well, it's too late now, let's keep the color. I'm like, that I'm like, I don't like, like I said, I mean, I don't think, like I said, that you guys couldn't have picked a better color, seriously. Like, I mean. I mean I, I mean I, I mean I thought the first car's colors were kind of bad, but this one, oof. It goes to show you what would happen
0: if uh FBI agents or if police officers chose your cars for you and everything to You're make screwed. them stand out loud. Yeah.
1: Like I mean and, the purple makes you stand out, and that's not a good color.
0: No. And You know, I didn't like that color, to be honest with you. I love the color schemes from the first one. I mentioned that. But with this one, the color schemes for the cars that they chose for Brian and Roman,
1: no. They should have kept Uh, Brian's old street racer car. But they had to destroy that. Because, of course, we're dicks. you got to destroy everything you like. But that color (laughs) was cool. The silver silver with the blue lights, that was cool looking. And I'm like, I think that doesn't make you stand out. Bright orange... And purple, and they refer, they mention that later in the later movies when Roman wants an orange Lamborghini and they're driving in snow, don't pick that one because it's obvious because you will be able to see everybody can see you. Um Pretty sure the colors that you chose, this one you're gonna be able to see them. It's obviously the FBI wanted them killed. Oh, and then it was also during this chase where James Remar, like he's 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 Warner Brothers, he's he's reactionary. Like shit, they're 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 running. We need to go find them. And they put trackers in their car. I'm like, route really? You don't clearly trust these guys, and yet you're forcing them to do the job that you can't. You don't have the balls to do because you know you'll get caught, right? That's really bright, yeah,
0: exactly. And not only that, but you know, we also have the scene with Eva Mendes and everything doing the background checks uh with Brian yep. and Roman, and you know, he's like, well, he did time for that, da 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 da, and but he's dirty, but he's clean,
1: dirty but clean. And then,
0: yeah. Dirty but clean. And yeah. then he goes into Roman and everything. And he's also dirty but clean as well. And then it breaks back over into Brian and Roman. And, you know, here's the thing. I thought the I thought ha- the, I'm just going to call him Harry from Dexter. But <laughs> because it's still Miami. But yeah. I feel like this, though. I mean, basically, they can't do a job that Miami Metro or whoever they are can't do. So Brian and them have to do it. And, you know, and you don't trust them, but here, here's two guys who's trying to put their life on the line to try and get this mission done, this assignment done. And here co- here he comes. Because I think that they're trying to escape. I think they're trying to go on the run. Come on, let's go.
1: You know? You literally were just with them a couple, uh, uh, not too long ago, while you gave them the cards and Ava Mendes was with them. And you think they're escaping? Are you fucking stupid or what? Like, come on. Exactly.
0: And then Brian goes on ahead, crashes into the fence, opens the fence up, and to try and find out where this package is, trying to find this car that's a Ferrari that's parked inside uh, this parking garage. And it's loaded with boats and everything so else.
1: Ghetto. It's so good.
0: <laughs> huh?
1: It's so ghetto looking all of the boats and you had this nice shiny Lamborghini standing right on the center. It's, it's like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You can basically tell maybe this guy might've owned this, uh, t- this place too. Especially why would you have a brand of uh, Ferrari? Clearly this guy has money. So why is it locked up in the first place other than just to test them? So you know, I think he might actually own that boat, uh, that whole entire yard, if you think yeah. about it. But you know, I thought that was really good. And then of course, they wind up getting the uh, package and trying to bring it back over to the main bad guy and everything too. But I love what uh, Roman does to Harry. He winds um, up taking a geez. taking the gun and shooting the cop car and everything. And Brian just looks at him and goes, "You're packing?" He goes like you're not.
1: He goes, "Get in the car." Yeah, well i I love the two when they show up to the car roman's ready to go like he takes his shirt off just like and then he wraps the finish just to punch through the window and then brian just opens the door (laughs) it wasn't even locked i'm like like seriously like you must you definitely own the place if you don't lock your lamborghini your bright shiny red right in the center of the parking lot and you don't lock it, and Brian just opens the door as soon as Roman, like, he's he's getting ready to fight. He just wraps his shirt around his fist, and he punches through the glass. And then Brian just stares at him as he opens the door.
0: <laughs> and I also liked it when he goes, okay,
1: you can put your blouse back
0: on. He goes, yep. stop painting.
1: <laughs> I mean, you just know they two of them have chemistry. Like, they have good chemistry mm-hmm. on. Like, I mean, it, it definitely shows when they're bantering with each other. That means, obviously, they've done a good job. Because if they're able to banter like that, I mean, that's why I, I liked. I mean, he's kind of annoying now, but I liked Roman in the fifth one the most because mm-hmm. he's with everybody. And then I kind of liked him in the sixth one a little bit when he only kept mentioning the ba- the uh, the baby oil. Well, but yeah, just the chemistry between him and Brian, it's there, and you can definitely see it, and you actually care for these guys. Definitely,
0: that's something I have to say. Is the chemistry just works? It's perfectly well balanced when you look at Brian and Roman. Yeah. And everything—it's just perfect. And then, and you know what? Though I want to even say the same thing about Ludacris. I thought that oh, yeah. the chemistry with them for his yeah. first appearance in
1: oh, yeah. this uh, in this movie was really good. To be honest and with you, they, they were able to do this and be successful without a Vin Diesel involved. That's that's the that's the big thing too. Is Vin Diesel probably was a producer, but he wasn't. He didn't show up in this movie at all.
0: No. Then, uh, and- here's the thing. He wasn't a producer yet for this franchise. Okay. At that time, he was getting Disney roles like the Pacifier, yeah. Iron Giant, doing all those other roles. He had so basically X on
1: this time, too.
0: Yeah, and Triple X. So, therefore, when the sequel came out, he's like, no, I'm going to go in and focus on other things. And yeah. if I want to, I can come back to it later if I want to yeah. at that time. So, that's why he wasn't in it. He wasn't even an even a executive producer or anything okay. at that time.
1: Cool. Yeah, but I just love the I mean obviously that this is this movie was successful without him involved. And and then um my only one who complains the poster. Brian does not have black hair in the poster in the background. Brian oh like um well yeah, it's black and white. So oh, yeah, it's black and white, but still I mean he, he looked like more like Luke Evans in this poster <laughs> <laughs> than, Paul, than Paul Walker. I mean, <laughs> you look at it, yeah, you can see it when him staring like in that and I'm like and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This, this, the poster kind of froze me off because Brian does not look like that or Paul Walker does not look like that. <laughs> he looks like Luke Evans in this poster and Luke right. Evans is even in this movie. So it's kind of a little misleading, but I'm sorry. I just have to mention that. <laughs> no, it's okay.
0: But look, another thing, too, that I want to mention that this, and this is just because I'm, I live in Mississippi, though, but I love the very – uh, start of, this, of the movie though with the street racing where they actually had that song playing in the background it's mm-hmm. from David Banner like a pimp mm-hmm. I remember that was the rise of David Banner for the very first time so mm-hmm. you actually have an unknown rapper in a movie coming up for the very first time and the name of this mo- song is called like a pimp and I remember everybody was complaining because that song was not even on the soundtrack at all and but it's your intro, but I thought that was really good, though, to actually have an unknown rapper to be a part of this fran- this franchise and everything and try and get him noticed. I thought that was really mm. good. But anyways, um, so after that winds up happening, of course, they wind up back over at uh, the main bad Vernon. guys, Vernon's. Yeah. How come I can't remember his name? OK, Vernon over to Vernon's uh, mansion and everything. goes, well, I see that you got my package. He goes on ahead, opens up the envelope, and all it is is a cigar and a cutter. And that was it. Yeah. All that just for that. And he goes, man, and then I love what Roman says. He goes, man, I know you got some food up in there. He goes. He's always (laughs) eating. He's always looking for food. Yeah. And I love that line, though. He goes, man, I know you got some uh, food up inside that place now.
1: Yeah. I know you got it. I mean. I mean, I mean, I just did not like the hairstyle that they have for Cole Hauser. What the hell? It was like, what, what was it like just curly, um, like, did somebody take a crap in his head and they turn it into um, cur- uh, curls or whatever? Because Cole Hauser's hair looked ridiculous. I was like, was it is that Cole uh, Hauser? Seriously? Like, I mean, the, the, the hairdo was terrible. What, they're trying to give him an afro or something? The guy is straight white. No way he's gonna pull. I think that off. I think they were trying to pass him up as like a Colombian.
0: To be yeah. honest with you, and that's what they were trying to go for. It just doesn't work
1: if no, you can't
0: if no. you if you don't try and do that. I mean, I know you're trying to go for a Colombian. Get a Colombian actor to play a Colombian role. Don't yeah. be whitewashing it and yeah. everything. And plus, you've got like the whitest name that you can actually think of, Vernon.
1: Or yeah. Yeah, and and then he, and you know, like you know, he, you're like you know that he's the he's the bad guy. He's, he always wears those silk shirts with like with nothing underneath, so you see you see his chest. And they walk out, and they're like they're white like pants or like, like, like fancy stretch pants or whatever. Like, you just know, like, he's, they're they're very, like, like, being a typical, like, okay, we know he's a Colombian mob lord. Like, every, every mob movie has somebody that wears the silk, the silk shirt with like, with nothing underneath it. Like, so you can see part of his <laughs> like He's going disco. Like, he's going he, disco. He's his, I'm surprised he wasn't wearing slippers when he's walking into the car, being the guy. I'm like, he always has people do his job for him because he doesn't like getting his hands dirty. I mean, it's just, I mean, I just didn't believe, like, if, if there's one fault with this movie, I don't, he's not believable as the villain.
0: No, he's definitely not.
1: Like, but he, I'm going to, no, yeah, yeah, go ahead, sorry. But here,
0: I'm going to get into something else, though, later on, once we start wrapping up, yeah. when it comes down to the conclusion of what happens to Vernon. Yeah. Because there's something I want to mention there. Yeah. Um, But, you know, and then, of course, he's, go. they're eating, and then he goes, okay, meeting dismissed. So he dismisses them. They go back over to Teja's uh, shop and everything. And then that's when they get the other mechanic to go ahead and look at what's underneath the hood. Yeah. And then as they go, I like the scene, though. I like how how the camera angle breaks into what Roman is seeing. Because, man, yeah. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm loving this view here. And, oh, it's, yeah. Luda, and it's Luda doing what he is best at making us hustle yeah. doing the bedding doing the wet, uh wet skis and everything jet skis and stuff like that with the competition and he goes and i like how he just gives him like a little fist bump gives mm-hmm. roman a little fist bump and yeah. then he gets back on the speaker <laughs>
1: um before i want to mention too how roman how roman is such like like he's talking to you and he's like hey roman can I have the cutter thing back? Because Roman steals the uh the, the cigar cigar cutter and like just you don't even know he did it, but it's just like how he's like so quick of, quick of the hand that the guy knew to get the cutter back. And then like so that's when they go to they go to Tez's. Um right. and then um like and then this like just how how stocked Tej's area is. I mean, it's just like he he no joke. He knows what he's doing. He definitely he, does. He definitely knows how to hustle. He
0: knows yeah. He knows how to get get money. He's good at what he does. And you saw where he was trying to bet on this one dude with the jet ski and everything. And then all of a sudden, he goes, okay, time to pick up, time to collect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And then finally, we find out from the other mechanic that there's actually a
1: tracking device on the cars in the cars like embedded yeah. it's like very like intricate and one that like they'll they'll know if you're not sitting on your if you don't even have your seatbelt on or if they're not no you're not in the car i'm like okay how the f, f- how the hell do these people hold i have all this technology like to be able to do this in the cars? like come on you clearly don't know what you're doing that's why that's, that's why brian's like i ain't want this doofus with me
0: <laughs> exactly and then you know then we wind up seeing something else happen where it cuts over to those guys in the muscle cars.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the, the Cubanos. Yeah, the Cubanos. Whatever.
0: And and uh, then here we go with Roman. He goes, okay, watch what... He goes, you got this? He goes, yeah, I got this. And then he all of a sudden, he just comes out with the spray bottle. Hey, cuz, hey, I'm... Do you want... Hey, you want your windshield wiped? Okay, I'll wipe it off. Starts wiping it off. He <laughs> like on fire. <laughs> and then lights lights the whole thing on fire, lights their windshield on fire and everything, so I thought that was really comical and everything, too. Um, Then at that point, though, too, um, Vernon uh, winds up inviting them also to the club over in Miami Um, to try and see if he can actually trust them, but also, too, even Minda goes, you must have made such an impression on him to want to invite you out, Yeah, but Let's just talk about the club scene.
1: Yeah. Uh, before that, I, like, I want to mention the uh, they actually meet back up with the FBI guys um, okay. in, the club, in the clubhouse. Because, again, Roman's like – because they find out that James Remar set them up. I'm like – and then re- and that's when Remar is going off. Like he goes off like, you should be arrested because you shot me. shot me. That's a federal offense. We shouldn't have been tracking us. I thought you were running. Well, we weren't. And, like, And you got James Remar like, oh. And then Roman's like, yo, is this your food? It's mine, now. <laughs> he's there, and then the, and then the um uh 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 Bilkins, he's the one that's defending like he's um he's defending Roman and Brian because usually in the first one he wouldn't be defending these guys, so it's kind of like a nice reversal. But um, but yeah, I just thought that him eating dudes, uh, uh, he's like, ooh, what is this? That's my lunch, mine now. And he's sitting he's there having a good time eating it. I just thought that scene was hysterical of him eating the food, and he even walks out the building with it. I know.
0: He he still has a piece of his sandwich and everything he's eating as Brian is telling him.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and everything. Sorry, you go ahead back into the club scene. I just wanted to mention that FBI sequence real quick because I thought it was funny Roman stealing stealing James Remar's food because that that dick deserves everything that's coming to him. It really does. But he's such a good actor.
0: That's how you know that he's doing his job for us. to hate him.
1: Yeah, it's a deep voice of his that, you know, if he gets all scrouchy, that means he's pissed off.
0: Right, exactly. But okay, let's talk about the stupid club here. The club looks like it's so freaking small. It looks like a softcore porn uh, club studio. Studio. It really does. I mean, come on, it's supposed to be Miami. There's no wide shots of the club on how big the club actually is or anything like that. There's nothing to actually indicate how – or it doesn't give us any good camera angles at all. And that's something that I didn't appreciate with this because if I wanted – I want to get a taste of Miami and everything, and you don't even get a taste of Miami or the love for Miami in this club because it's so small. And then also, too, you actually see a dirty cop come in, and that's actually Bobby from Sons of Anarchy comes in. And I love that because that's his second time playing a cop that's dirty because he played on Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. So I definitely love that. Um, and then, of course, uh, Vernon winds up telling him to go to the back and everything. He'll be back in a few minutes, be over there in a few minutes. He goes over He uh, goes over to Roman and them and talks about having uh, a proposition for them with some money involved. Mm-hmm. And then but also too he's like oh, the real question is can i actually trust you or not that's the not, that's the main thing and he goes come with me back here for a minute
1: it looked like it was shot in multiple locations like for a club uh-huh. that definitely looked like it was shot in multiple locations it wasn't one uh-huh. location and that's not i mean i mean like i got it i didn't pick up on how big the club was until you mentioned it now i'm like dang I don't think they could. Like I think, like I said, I mean, they probably. I think they definitely thought they shot that at multiple locations. Right. But it seemed like it was one, but it wasn't.
0: Right. Because here is the thing. Back when I first saw it, mm-hmm. it looks like it's it's big, right? Yeah. Going back and watching this on a on a 4K TV, and looking at the size of it, mm-hmm. it's very small compared to what we get now when we look at club scenes. If you yeah. think about it. But then we get into the back of the club, and then he's like, this is what's going to happen to you if I if I, if you cannot be trusted. The dirty cop that walked in, who was Bobby, uh, they wind up t- uh, getting a steel um, ice bucket.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: it's, it's an ice bucket for a champagne bottle. And then they put a rat underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then they wind up burning it to torture him.
1: I mean, definitely a way of torture.
0: Yeah. So I thought that they played out that well to show that he cannot be, uh, you do not need to cross him. Yeah. I thought that part was believable and everything, even though he looked like a, not, a 70s disco dancer when we saw him in the mansion part and we didn't really care for him that much. But I feel like his he did kind of have a little bit of a transformation there. Yeah. To make us get sold on. But still.
1: I can't so I stop looking at his hair. He looked like Bargain Bob from that seventies show with the off like like if like his afro didn't even grow into an afro, it just stood there. It's kinda like like a, a brown like brown looking silly putty or one of those like like those play-doh hairdo's or whatever. Or it just looked like somebody took a crap on his head and they just made it into curls.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and then like I said, this. a uh, matter of fact, the name of the detective that they're torturing is named Whitworth.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's another thing. And basically, the reason why he's torturing him, too, not only to prove a point of what would happen if they, if basically he couldn't trust Brian or Roman, is the fact that um, he wanted an extra cushion, an extra window, before
1: the police actually had had a drop. It's like 15 seconds, I think.
0: Yeah, like a 15-second um, hit, yeah. hit start. So... You know, of course, you know, Whitworth winds up doing it. And then also, too, at this point, though, um, and then, of course, that's when they wind up going over to Markham uh, and everything, too, claiming that it is their one chance to catch Vernon. Mm -hmm. So I definitely liked how they played into that. And then they realized, too, that they need to change their cars because they stand out. Yeah. then that's when they decided to go with these other guys, the ones that have the uh, muscle cars. It was a Yanko, 1969 Yanko Camaro SYC and a 1970 Dodge Challenger RT.
1: Muscle cars,
0: yes, American muscle, which is yeah. one of the one of my favorite cars.
1: Letty, oh yeah, yeah. Letty loves those uh those muscle cars. They, they she's a big fan of those as the progress for the series, but. I think the reason they got the other set of cars is cuz they knew they're planning ahead of how this was going to go down. So they need two sets of cars so they can easily like get away. So nobody would know like, so nobody knows they have these two new cars besides the people that are there. Um and muscle cars just don't fit for Brian. I'm sorry. No. No, but it might
0: actually to be honest with you, I could see Roman in a muscle car though.
1: To be honest with you. Yeah.
0: Brian, not so much. He's always into like the custom cars and the souped up cars, to be honest with you. So yeah, I definitely agree with you on that part. Yeah. Um, But go on. on, Sorry. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's okay. Then of course, you know, the only way to actually beat them and you can't even beat American muscle cars with NOS Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So you actually have to try and force the hand of, if you're racing for pink slips, you have to figure out a way to actually get your hands on a muscle car if you're racing for pink slips. Oh, yeah. So basically they wind up doing a lap around the barrel. I think it's like three or four laps. And then Brian winds up playing chicken with one of the muscle cars and everything yeah. and causes him to go off track, which also gives them their cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman and uh, Brian, their car- the cars for the muscle cars. Yeah. And then on the day of the mission, Brian and Roman begin transporting dual bags of Vernon's money with Vernon's associates. But before we get into that, there's another scene that breaks into this where they talk to Tej. Yeah. And everything goes, well, if I were to do this, this is the perfect spot to
1: do it. Yeah.
0: And you know that they're planning something big, but we just don't know what they're planning.
1: Yeah. Um, so they
0: do a lot of misdirection in this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. And, but then again, that's why, because Brian knows the game and how this is going to work. Um, and I think it was, this was, was this before or after um, when Brian's like, uh, Brian wakes up and Evan Mendes character who Roman clearly doesn't trust because he doesn't trust the 40th. Pre- yeah. yeah, that was after.
0: So it was after.
1: Okay. Um, so she shows up in the house, tell Brian, Brian, don't go through with this. You're going to die. They're going to kill you right when you get to the drop off. And then, um, and then that's when Roman shows up, and he's like, he's like, he's he's bullshitting his way past these uh the, the Cubano people or whatever.
0: <laughs> he goes, hey,
1: yes, say, so how much is uh how much is Vernon paying
0: y'all to keep tabs on us? He goes, you would think that you somebody could remove the mole off of you. Oh yeah, and everything for the much as he's been paying you. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and he and goes, let's see, what it, what, what's inside the boat? He goes, man, just Brian. Brian comes out. Next thing you know, it they're being held, uh, held and everything until they make make sure that the boat is clear. Of course, Eva Mendez winds up sneaking out the back, and then that also uh, indicates that she's not even there. And then yeah. that's when they, we cut over to Vernon's house to where he he asked her, "So where were you? Oh, I was out with some friends. Yeah." And she goes, and he's like. Friends. He goes, yeah, I, I could have friends, Vernon. And so after that winds up happening, that's when we break into the whole entire thing with Hedge. Oh, yeah. And where they're playing this big old huge misdirection thing, which I didn't even spot when I was first watching the film.
1: Yeah. I mean, then again, like they said, these guys are good. They they know their stuff. I mean, when you have Brian an ex-cop, I mean, he's by like, him on the him on the other side of a wanted poster. This this. Brings this the brings something more juice. Like he's better when he's not a cop. When he when, like or like when he's not portraying a cop, but he has the cop knowledge. I liked him so much better with in terms of that person as as his character progresses or as the movies get later on. Like I liked him as that being able to have the knowledge because he played he has so much fun being on the other side. Like that that's how it, that's it was very. Very fitting in the Vast and the Furious, he liked being on the opposite side where he he felt like he belonged more there than he does as being a being an FBI agent or a cop. Like I just I just like I, I mean that's what I liked about Brian's character as they progressed him as the movies progressed moved on.
0: Same here. It seems like his character just got stronger and stronger as he oh, yeah. within each film, yeah. which is something that I like. I like the transformation of Brian
1: He's and then driver. I mean. Yeah.
0: Then, on the day of the mission, Brian and Roman uh, began transporting dull bags of Vernon's money. But also, too, remember the mechanic, he's like, hey, man, you got some NAS? Because that half bottle lot. He goes, man, you don't need NAS for this. You don't need no NAS for no um, American uh, muscle. He goes, man, I have something else planned out for this. And we're I don't know about you, but I was wondering, okay, where are they going with this? <laughs> when, when, I, when I first saw this in the theaters. But hold on one second. We actually have something from Brandy. Yeah. Uh, She says that her favorite part is ejecto ejecto uh, cito. Yeah, that's my favorite part though too. We're gonna get to that in a few minutes. Uh, Paul Walker is way better as a bad boy. Yeah, because he did try to do something that was outside of the element of Fast and the Furious before Blue Streak, I believe, or something like that. Not not Blue Streak, but something else that that he did with Jessica um, Alba. Oh, um, into the blue. Yeah, into the blue. That's the one I'm thinking about.
1: No, oh, that was kind of lame, to be honest. Yeah,
0: well, um, like I said, he was trying to do something outside of his element, um, aside from passing the Furious*. But yeah, um, then of course this is where Arico and Roberto riding alongside to accompany them before the window is set. Uh, the window is set, um, and then of course Wethorn decides to call in the police to move in they rest now i love how the camera angle paying angles to his wife and kids
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah i agree like like that when he's staring at his wife and kids and he's like he has to make that moral decision calling the cops early or wait he decided to do the right thing and call the cops in early um so i think they kind of he jumped the gun on that one but I mean, Vernon wasn't going to show up anyway. So and then that and then Brian was able to pick up that the cops were coming soon, and that's when Roman's like, "You know, what, screw this! I ain't going to jail again." So he steals the the Spanish guy's car and starts and has them has that car crash into the cops. <laughs> um, but the the two the two um, two um the two guys that work for Vernon. They're posers anyway. They're a bunch of wussies. Like they've never been in a a, a car, a high speed chase before, and they clearly never been in the car with Roman and Brian, who guys who know how to get away from who know who know who know everywhere which way you're coming for them, and yet they're scared. Like. Dude you're scared ha ha Like they're kind of laughing at him Because they're <laughs> a bunch of posers Right even they call them out on their own BS
0: though Right because yeah. he wa- they winds up saying Oh you've never been in no high speed chase Huh you never expected that did you Yes yeah. and then all of a sudden That's when they break into But we have one more trick up our sleeves
1: Yeah
0: and then he goes And then are looking at him like what And then all of a sudden he breaks into Roman And he goes ejecto sito Yeah <laughs>
1: I think that was after the uh, the the switcheroo.
0: Yeah, the switcheroo. The switcheroo yeah. stuff is really good.
1: With, that was cool. With- I mean, when, the second time watching it and like seeing it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That, I thought that was pretty cool. Nice little misdirection. Um, but and I, I think I liked like how like Brian's really good about his cars because when they shot they like because Brian was able to pick up on this later in the movie because the the police shot this like electro, like this like arrow into his car. And that was controlling the computer screen and it was controlling everything. So Brian's like, dude, hold the wheel. I'm like, wait, what do you mean, hold the wheel? Dude, hold the wheel. And then that's that just shows you how much of a wuss this guy was. So Brian's risking his life. He's jumping out of the car to pull out the uh to pull out the the arrow. And he chucked it into the cop car, which I thought that was like I mean, so Brian's really good when it comes to his cars. I mean, it shows in the later movies about like when something happens to his car, he finds a way to fix it on the fly, and that, and, that, and that that that's that's really cool. Agreed, that's something
0: that I really liked about that and everything about how he knows how to fix something randomly on the fly while there while something else is going on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good, and then also too, there's also some next direction with Vernon and everything, especially when dealing with the airport
1: as yeah, well. Yeah.
0: You know, they're, um, but then of course, uh, U S, um, uh, then of course, this is what winds up happening though Too, the drivers of the cars used by Brian and Roman. This results in a high speed. Yeah. We already talked about that. Um, what Bilkins and U S customs also tracking them. The duo leads the police to a warehouse. Yeah. We talked about that. That's in my notes following the scramble. Yep. Got that. Uh, we're driven by Tish and Suki. So uh, is that how you say your name? Suki? I think it's Suki. Yeah, Suki. As it turns out, the duo had switched cars and had escaped in two muscle cars. And I liked how it breaks into Luda and Suki. He mm-hmm. goes, and he goes, um, I owe you one, Titch. He goes, yeah, you owe me one, Brian. And
1: yeah. you look, she looks at him like, no, you owe us one. Yeah,
0: and she punches him. And he goes, you also owe Suki too."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then after that, um that's also another thing too. customization and Vernon's plane and convoy around it only to discover that they have been dumped into a decoy maneuver while Vernon is at a boatyard, several wh- hours away. And of course, this also leads into Roman going into the different direction of Paul Walker yep. going to the other direction. Yep. And Paul Walker is trying to press his, uh, ejection ejection seat. It's, like it's, it's not yeah. working. Yeah. And it's just not working.
1: No.
0: Okay. It's Suki, Suki,
1: Suki. Okay. Suki. Yeah. 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 is uh, stupid in this one. Like, I mean, it's just like, they, they, he's like, oh, I don't care. I don't give a rat's ass. We're getting him. And like, and they, and then when, when he find out, oh yeah, that's right. They weren't there. I mean, it, it, just makes him so dumb and gullible. I'm like, just like, oh, I'm so anger filled. I don't care. I'm not going to listen to anybody. I'm going to find him my way. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? He wasn't here. Damn it. Like and he, and, he, and when he fails, he finds a way to b- blame everybody else. And that's the annoying part. Right. And
0: then at that point, too, Brian and them gets in the other muscle car to chase down the yacht. Yeah. And then I like how uh, Roman is looking at him and goes, Brian, and he's looking at the yacht. He's looking back down. He goes, you're not going to do what I think you're going to do, are you? And he goes, yeah, you might want to hold on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they wind up doing a whole entire thing of uh, – of need for speed off the reel and going straight over onto the yacht.
1: And so uh, Brian hates yeah. his muscle cars. I mean, if he, he Brian would not was not gonna do that in his own car, he's like, it just shows you how much he hates muscle cars. Like for him to do that, because they got seriously hurt from that. I mean, it's just like, I mean, um, and it's just funny that it worked in this movie. But when they tried doing it in that uh, in that the uh, that Starsky and Hutch movie, when they're trying to chase after the uh, um, Ben Stewart and Owen Wilson, or in the uh, were in like Ben Stewart's very famous car, and he they go off the cliff, and the car completely flies right over the yacht into the water. This one it lands perfectly on it, and i just like, yeah, physics be damned in this movie, <laughs> right?
0: There is no physics. A matter of fact. Speaking of physics, I was watching Jeremy John's review for Fast 9. Yeah. And he said there was that, get this, there's actually a guy who reviews movies and uses physics and everything. And Jeremy's wanted to ask him a whole bunch of questions and stuff like that. He's like, nah, there's no physics here. (laughs) Even the guy said, he goes, there's no physics in this movie. (laughs) It's So, basically, he just has to turn his brain off, though, for two and a half hours.
1: I mean, I got my tickets for it, For I'm going to go see it tomorrow. I'm excited, but I don't care. I'd love to see this. (laughs) I mean, I don't care about physics. I mean, like, I'm going in there to have a good time. If you go in there thinking Oscar movies, I'm going to bitch slap you because this is not (laughs) that time.
0: (laughs) But... Then of course, once it reaches the yacht, the uh, muscle car reaches the yacht and everything, and they're on top of it. That's when Roman gets uh, Eva Mendez's character out of the yacht and everything, and holds her at gunpoint.
1: Oh, Vernon, yeah, yeah, Vernon. After he, and, gets, well, he gets shot though. Like, his Brian yeah. shooting for the windshield? He shoots him once, and then Eva Mendes comes out, like out from underneath. I'm like, how did she get out of that from that bad guy? Like, like I mean, I know, I know she was in there, but I'm pretty sure she. She kicked his ass because she's even pick up the shotgun. Um, I'm like, yep.
0: I wish I would actually show a scene with her kicking some ass.
1: Yeah. And gave not her a being little bit more, more stuff to do. Yeah, not being the like kind of the uh the funny distress.
0: Yeah. But then after that winds up happening, of course, the cops winds up coming and arresting everybody. And then Roman's just not Roman, but uh Vernon's just looking at Ty- uh, Tyrese, Roman and He's just look giving him that look, and then, then you see, uh, Br- uh then you wind up seeing Brian and everything because you know he's gonna kill you when he gets out, right? He's not he getting getting out. Wait,
1: goes, you're kin, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? You're kin, right? <laughs> Which is funny because we don't see him again, like ever. Like this no. is the no. he's in. That okay. So this is what I wanted to
0: see, and I wish that Paul Walker was still around. Was a revenge plot designed by Roman, but not by Roman, but by Vernon. Vernon. That's what I wanted wanted to see, right? Where mm. basically they have to do this mission because at this point and everything, basically, it's like Mission Impossible, but with cars. Pretty much. And I wanted like a top secret mission or something like that, and somehow or another, Vernon is actually connected with it. Oh yeah you know and i think that would have been a perfect revenge plot type of thing because you also have connectivity with
1: Ty- Tyrese you also have Paul Walker Eva still Mendes. alive and have Mendes. Mendes this character um and then you can get Hobbs involved because Eva Mendes works and Hobbs is a, a in the unit of the DSS diplomatic uh, security services or whatever yeah. that, um so yeah i mean that and then um yeah and then well Roman's like so three bags, huh? And Roman being the, the like, you know what? Actually, it's six bags. Um, I I because I I'd had a feeling he was gonna steal some money. Um, but I figured he like yeah, I didn't think he'd give up all the bags. And he's like, yep, he's just trying to get the FBI off his back.
0: And then also too, Brian steals some money. Roman then, steals some money.
1: Yeah.
0: And my 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 part is when Brian goes, man, quit acting like you haven't uh, stolen any money when I know you did. Because yeah. man, quit playing like you haven't stolen any money, like you haven't. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he goes, I know those bags are, uh, that bag is light. Those bags are light. And next thing you know, and it cuts into this scene wh- and then it's over. Yeah. But this film is entertaining. It doesn't really hold up as well as the Uh, as well as the first one even though i liked the first one yeah and everything it just doesn't uh hold up as well for some reason but
1: yeah for me kind of the opposite i don't think the first one definitely didn't hold up this one holds up a little bit like i said i mean like it's been a long time since i watched this and it's not as bad as i thought it was like when i first watched it, i I thought it was crap and then again i thought the first one was crap but i mean but I kind of like this one a little bit more now when I'm watching it, especially I appreciate it more now because we're getting characters introduced in this one that were able to show up in the later movies. And I I like that.
0: That's what I liked about it, too, to be honest with you, because here's the thing. Who would actually think that 30 years later that we would actually have other Fast and the Furious movies? This franchise has been going on since 2001. Yeah. And it's been skyrocketing since making over a billion dollars and overseas, and then in the United States and stuff like that. So, you know, it's clearly no wonder why this yeah. movie is still a franchise
1: today. I mean, yeah, and then this one, like this one, opening weekend made fifty million. I yeah. mean, that's pretty good for a movie without Vin Diesel any correlation to the first one, with some just mentioning of the first one, but. That that's pretty good to make fifty million dollars with a new director with the late uh John Singleton, um he's the director of this one um but yeah I mean th- this movie is like I mean wh- a movie when you think it's gonna like tank the franchise it doesn't
0: it that's really doesn't
1: funny. yeah
0: so yeah I definitely appreciate it for what it is this is still entertaining you can also stream this on HBO Max right now. Yeah, For people that are wanting to watch the franchise and everything and get your Fast and the Furious fix, it's all the movies are streaming on HBO Max.
1: I think it's only the first two. Damn.
0: Okay, I take back what I said. (laughs) I'm clearly a liar. Um,
1: (laughs) Um, I think Tokyo Drift's on Netflix, so they're kind of all over the place, but I mean... That sucks though,
0: man. I would love to just have one streaming service where all the movies are there on one platform to where I can just binge
1: if I want to. Well, each streaming
0: service stuff. makes different deals, though. That's exactly.
1: another thing. Yeah. So, you got to, they got to air on HBO and to be able to get HBO Max. I don't know. True. I'm not an executive. I know how to do that, mm-hmm. run Run that a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: is there any other final words as far as Too Fast to Furious goes or anything no, like that?
1: Well, I do want to mention to our viewers um, now, okay, like, like, stay with us here. We're going to be doing the rest of the movies. But we're not going to be doing it in the order you think. So usually you would think, oh, "Okay, next we're going to do Tokyo Drift." We're not going to do Tokyo Drift next because we're doing the timeline that is actually the movie. Because once we get to Tokyo Drift, Han's there, and then and then and then he's not. Then we do. Then you go into Fast and Furious the fourth one, and wait a minute, Han's there. Han died supposedly in the third one. So we're doing it in the order of this. So our next one, um. When do you want to, when are we going to do the next one John Do we know yet or we can
0: probably shoot for next week if we wanted to, to
1: okay yeah definitely, with you. i definitely want to pick well, up- oh.
0: well hold on i also have an announcement though too in that first week of july mm-hmm. uh, there's not going to be any shows as far as i go the only show that i'm going to be doing with you and everything is going to be just loki okay. on wednesday nights but if you and Sean want to get together or one of your other friends well, want to get together and hold the channel up, I'm more than happy
1: with that. I think we should continue doing it as like like if we like as soon as possible so we can get the franchise done before you go on your break. But we don't know when we're doing the fourth one. We'll probably do it sooner rather than later. So we're going to be doing the next one, just to let you know. We're going to go right from Fat to Fast and Furious. We're going to go to the fourth one, which brings everybody back. So we'll do Fast and Furious then we'll do fast five and then furious uh, fast and furious six and how the sixth one ends. Then we're doing Tokyo drift because then because uh, were, we're following with the timeline. So nobody gets confused as to wait, they're doing this one, but Han died, but yeah, then they're going back this one. So this one's going to alleviate any of the confusion we're doing. So, mm-hmm. so don't, don't fear. We're, we're doing it not based on the theatrical releases. We're going to do it based on the actual timeline of how it works in the movies. Right. I just wanted to give you guys that invite. Let everybody know that we're going to be the next one we're doing is Fast and Furious. So don't worry. We'll get to Tokyo Drift. It's because they didn't mention Tokyo Drift until later on in the movies. Exactly. So let me just make this announcement. I know I said I wasn't going to do any shows from the.
0: Okay. So this is the way it's going to play out, guys. From the first all the way up to the 11th and everything, I'm going to be on vacation pretty much just for the podcast and stuff but i'll still be posting uh movie news stuff like that with uh with our website and things like that so you guys can still follow the page i'll post some funny memes like i've been doing it's just as far as the podcast side stuff goes and stuff i'm not gonna be uh, active just on wednesday nights only for loki but you know what guys here's the thing i want from you guys i want you to go on ahead and head over to the audio only podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And I want you going ahead and follow the audio uh, audio side of things. And then also too, if you like a certain video, if you see something in our whole entire filmography of our recordings, watch those while I'm on vacation. It actually helps us in a big way. Also giving us a like, giving us a share is great. Commenting also helps us. And also too, rank us on the Apple podcast too, as well. Not only just rank us on Apple podcast, but also give us some comments, some feedback and everything, because that is also gives a way for people to find us as well to be. So the way we can find our audience and everything even more, because we haven't reached out to everybody and we can't reach out to everybody, but nobody hardly knows anything about movie lovers unite. So that's what I want you guys to do. So, with that being said, if you guys want to, go on ahead and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and also on Pinterest, that movie lovers, TV lovers unite, all over there. And then, of course, go on ahead, and if you want to donate to the page, how do you do that? Just go to www.gofummy.com forward slash movie lovers podcast donate five to ten dollars but if you can't i totally understand that you guys don't have to a simple like a simple share goes a long way and then also too if you guys want to go ahead and follow me on twitter as well at movie lovers unit over there i do a lot of tweeting over there stuff like that regarding to the page and also to the podcast episodes that we're going to be doing and then you can go on ahead if you're a sponsor and would love to sponsor us or if you want to be on the show just go on ahead and email us at movie lovers unite at gmail.com and those are all the places that you can actually reach out to me at, and then follow me on Stereo as well. At Movie Lovers Unit doing it over there. Sometimes we do some shows from time to time over there on Stereo. So that's everything, everywhere that you guys can follow at, follow us at, and stuff like that. Is there any other announcements that you wanted to make, Charlie, or anything?
1: No, that was it. I just wanted okay. to warn everybody that, okay. but timeline-wise, that we're okay. doing it like via the timelines, not by theatrical releases. So Already done.
0: Alrighty then. So with that being said, guys, I just want to thank Charlie again, as usual, being my co-pilot in (laughs) for being my co-host on this channel. So with that being said, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. And always until next time, guys, have a great and safe weekend. And I'll see you back over here in a couple of weeks. And bye bye. Go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.